Algar Productions. Of course, if you dispute those findings, we'd be more than happy to review our data again. Dell? I'm sure your data is fine. Great, great, great data. Just flawless research, impeccably researched in the finest Cardassian tradition. Legate Jator wishes to express her sincere gratitude for your contributions to the Nimbus Project, Lieutenant. And I, of course, very much echo those sentiments. We have both been watching your career with great interest and hope that you may one day rejoin your Cardassian brethren aboard the Creval. Yes, thank you. No, thank you. And while we'd love to stay and socialize further, the Legate has correctly reminded me that we have urgent business to attend to. If you'll both excuse us. Oh, of course, Gaul. Uh, thanks for taking this meeting. We appreciate your time. I always have time for you, Captain Gia, and for the singularly talented Miss Lacerto. Good day to you both. <sighs> what the hell was that, sir? I appreciate you sitting in on this meeting, Dal. I know meetings aren't exactly your best thing, but believe me when I tell you that I had a very important reason for bringing you here today. Okay. All right, brace yourself. Things are about to get a little heavy. Heavier than me having to give an oral report to two senior Cardassians and my commanding officer? Because that's a nightmare. Yeah, uh, a little bit. So, I assume you're familiar with a Cardassian called Fulo. Oh, you mean the woman who single-handedly designed more weapons of mass destruction than any known official in the history of the Alpha and Beta Quadrants combined? Well, yeah. Also, and... perhaps the most sought-after war criminal of the Dominion War, short of Gul'dukat himself? Uh, if you went the to... The Fulo, th- who, let's be absolutely clear here, murdered more Cardassians than were killed in the firebombing of Lakaran City? Yeah, Cap, I think that name rings a bell. Well, we have reason to believe that the person who is sitting across from you at this conference table just now was, in fact, Legate Fulo. Wait, what? In the aftermath of a costly and brutal war, four superpowers came together to launch a bold new project. To explore a new galaxy together, as allies, with a common interest in expanding their scientific and cultural horizons, four ships were commissioned. And one of those ships represents the pinnacle of Federation diversity and cooperation, the USS Endeavor. Endeavor, created by Matt Rebotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 1, Episode 8, Rat Lines. Cap, are you absolutely sure that person was Legate Fulo? Well, 
no, we're not. The allegation has been made by a very reputable source, and we need- And what was that about me rejoining my Cardassian brethren? That's new. Uh, it's not, actually. It's not? A funny story. Once a month for the past 18 years, Starfleet has received a formal request from the Cardassian government to repatriate you. Repatriate? Apparently, they're not happy about the circumstances of your departure. It's all a formality in any event. They politely request, we politely refuse, and then we meet back up for another quick dance of diplomacy the following month. <sighs> well, I guess it makes sense. Technically, I abandoned my post in the Cardassian Orbital Guard the second I found a sponsor to get me into Starfleet. Yeah, so... about that. My apologies, Captain Gia, but we really don't have time to sugarcoat things right now. What is this? Dal, Lacerdo, I believe you know our special liaison from Starfleet Intelligence, Captain Masuga? Oh, God. The captain tells me that the two of you, uh... Uh, I appreciate your desire to be diplomatic, Captain, but it's just the three of us here, so we might as well just say it for the record. Miss Lacerdo and I have a brief romantic history. Very brief. In point of fact, I was the young lieutenant commander who served as the aforementioned sponsor that helped get Dal into the academy. Oh, well, that was awfully nice of you. Oddly enough, it was not five minutes after that sponsorship document had been formalized that I discovered Miss Lacerdo had vacated my quarters and, in fact, my ship. I never heard from her again. Look... I'm not proud of how I handled that. I'd like to tell you I'd gotten my life together since then, but you're an intelligence. You probably have ways to tell if I'm lying. In your case, it's when your mouth is open. But hey, it's all ancient history, and I'm long over it. So, uh, what brings you to Omega? As Captain Gia mentioned, Lieutenant, we've been in contact with an informant aboard the Cardassian vessel Creval. This informant believes that the war criminal, Legate Fulo, was never captured following the Dominion War, has assumed the identity of another Legate, Jador, and is using Cardassian resources towards some no-doubt sinister end. I was only in the room with her for about 20 minutes, and I admit, I wasn't at my best thanks to an almost crippling sense of anxiety, but she seemed like a sweet old lady. Though that speech synthesizer seemed weirdly outdated. Our working theory is that Yulo was able to recreate the appearance of Legate Jador, but not her voice, hence the speech synthesizer, which you may have noticed speaks in a Cardassian dialect, and the vocal quality is so low that the Universal Translator has trouble processing it. Gee, I've only spent my entire career studying languages, so yeah, I guess I noticed the actual first language I ever learned. Thanks. Del. I'm still not sure what all of this has to do with me. Simply put, we need someone to transfer to the Creval and confirm this informant's findings. Upon positive confirmation, Starfleet Intelligence can arrest the subject and return them to the Alpha Quadrant for trial. And you thought I would be the best person for this job? Frankly, Lieutenant, no. But given that you're the only Cardassian we have access to here in Omega, given that you're directly familiar with the alleged subject, and given we have an easy in with the Cardassians, by which I mean their regular request to repatriate you, we thought. Who the f- Dal, uh, a minute, please. Excuse us, Captain. All right, but let's hurry this along, shall we? Dal, I know this is a lot, but- Listen, Cap, 
For the last few hours, I've been riding an ever-increasing wave of anxiety. It started with having to sit at a conference table and talk to literally any other humanoid. Then, it turns out, one of those humanoids might be a genocidal maniac. Then we start chatting about my regrettable past, which brought up all sorts of fun memories. And if that wasn't enough, one of my earliest, and might I say, most problematic exes shows up. And oh, she's in Starfleet Intelligence now. And she's in a position to order me into an extremely dangerous situation. So yeah, I'd say it's a lot. I can assure you we discussed this at length before we approached you. And I swear we would not be coming to you now if we thought anyone else was more qualified to do this. But that said, you are a free woman and nobody would think any less of you if you decline. <laughs> nobody could possibly think any less of me than they already do. Now, you know that isn't true. You are an amazing... Uh, um, okay, yeah. Save the inspiring speech, Cap. I'm in. You are? Yeah. I am. Along with the countless Starfleet and Klingon casualties she was directly responsible for, Fulo's weapon testing killed a lot of people I knew on Cardassia. Not people I liked, exactly. But they didn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. This is big. I get that. It's bigger than my many, many dumb personal issues. Or even my safety. If that really is her over there, she has to be stopped. And if I'm the only person who can help with that, well... Count me in, I guess. I've never been more honored to know you than I am right now, Lieutenant. Yeah, well, give it a minute. I'm sure I'll make you ashamed again in no time. Wait, what? You're leaving Starfleet to rejoin the Cardassian military? Did someone else switch their mind into your body? Because if I was asked to think of the least Alicerto thing imaginable, this would pretty much be it. No, it's me in here. And I'm going. For good? Certainly looks that way. But this makes absolutely zero sense! Unless... Hang on, is this one of those situations where you're on a top-secret mission and you need it to look like you're leaving the ship forever for security reasons, but really you're just going to take care of this one thing and then you're coming right back? You might well think that, but I couldn't possibly comment. <sighs> Dal, don't scare us like that. I really thought you might actually be leaving here forever. I'm not sure why you don't think that now, since it's what I told you was happening. You're supposed to wink after you say that, Dal, or, or touch the side of your nose. So we all know we're in on the lie. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't? Wait. Are we talking about the same thing here? Yeah, I thought we were, but maybe I'm... Listen. Other cultures like to be cute when they're being duplicitous, but it's not like that for Cardassians. If I were breaking some kind of security enforced silence to tell my two best friends that this change is only temporary, which is absolutely not something that I'm admitting out loud, you probably wouldn't even be able to tell because I was raised to think that facts are extremely subjective. Okay. I think I get it now. You really consider me one of your two best friends? What? Of course I do. Well, it's just, I knew Naomi was your best friend, but I never realized I'd been elevated to co-best friend status. Yeah, okay. Don't let it go to your- Oh, oh we're hugging now. This is what we're doing, all three of us. Yeah, we are. Listen, I know you're gonna miss me, and the feeling is definitely mutual, but please don't crush me. <sighs> They're definitely going to give me a thorough physical when I transfer over to the Creval, and I really don't want to have to explain why my ribs are bruised. Please just tell us you're gonna be all right over there, Dal. 
that you're not heading into some extremely dangerous situation. Right now? I really wish I could tell you that. But I'm not sure even the most seasoned Cardassian propaganda minister could sell that one. Welcome aboard. This is the Cardassian starship Creval. I am your humble transporter chief, and you are the new transfer officer, Gil Lacerdo. Gil Lacerdo. Lacerdo. (laughs) Look at that. It is you. Gotta say, it's a little weird to see you in the old gray and also gray. Tavir? At your service. As long as that service involves the transporter in some capacity. But... You're a bartender. I was, in fact, a bar owner before that business with the Ferengi. No pun intended, of course. Business. Yeah, I got it. As it happens, right around the time I lost my bar, Central Command suddenly remembered that I was in the reserves, reactivated my commission. Turns out the Legate over here is extremely interested in repatriating as many Cardassians as possible. But then I suppose you already knew that. Uh Uh-huh. Was... Was that an attempt to salute? Did I do it wrong? Not for me to say, I'm just a humble transporter chief. I have to say, this is a much warmer reception than I expected. I was under the impression that morale over here was, uh... Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm drawing on a decade of customer service experience trying to keep my spirits up, but... It's not easy. You know how these military ships are. Nobody knows anything but the job that's right in front of them. Everyone's scared to talk to everyone else. Hardly anyone deals directly with Gul Samar, and nobody deals directly with the Legate. Most of the orders come down through... Emric. That's Glyn Emric, Gil. And I caught your pathetic attempt at a salute from across the deck. That's one of the many things you'll need to work on now that you're serving aboard this vessel. Oh, Glyn Emric. Uh, do you know Lacerto? Since the beginning of my career, in fact. We joined the Orbital Guard together. Come, Gil Lacerto. You're with me. Tavir, as you were. Right you are, Glyn Emric. Just through here. Have a seat, Lacerto. Is this a test? I feel like this is a test. I'll stand, thanks. Look, I hate that you're here just as much as you do, so let's get this out of the way now. I'm the informant. I don't have the first idea what you're talking about, Glenn. Stupid's not a good look on you, Lacerto. You're misguided, disrespectful, and you make some of the worst decisions in the recorded history of sentient life. And Gia wonders why I don't take compliments well. But you're not stupid. We both know why you're here. How do I know this isn't some kind of a plot, a ploy to trap me in an espionage charge, for which I would obviously already be found guilty? All hail the infallible Cardassian justice system. Because you wouldn't be making cheap jokes if you didn't think I was your contact. Yeah, okay. All right. Listen, I suspected that there was something dubious about the Legate since my first day in Omega. But Gulsamar trusted her, and Gulsamar's word is good enough for me, so I kept my hunches to myself. Emmerich, if Samar is caught up in this... He's not, all right? Gulsamar's character is unimpeachable, and I don't care who sent you over here on what authority. This is his ship, and I will not hear a word spoken against him. Listen, what Tavir said is more or less right. Morale here is exceptionally low. Nobody has any idea what's going on at any given time, including me. But I'm close enough to the top that I can see the shape of what we're doing. 
and it doesn't look good. What do you mean? There's a reason we're the only contingent in Omega that hasn't made a first contact yet. I can't prove it, because the labor really is being divided in a way that makes it impossible to officially substantiate, but I'm certain we're working on weapons of some kind. Which, of course, is consistent with Legate Fiulo's M.O. Okay, but you have something, right? I can't just go back to Starfleet with hunches. We're talking about accusing the very high-profile head of a Cardassian organization of being an interstellar war criminal. We have to be absolutely certain before they drag this person off to answer to a tribunal. You remember at the very beginning of this mission, when that Vorta scientist suddenly dropped dead on the station? Yeah, I think so. He did not die of natural causes. He was murdered. Okay, that in itself is pretty serious. Legajator, the real Legajator, was on the original expedition that came to Omega the long way. At some point along that journey, she had an accident involving an antimatter inducer. That's when she started using the speech synthesizer. I'm certain this is when Fulo took her place. Only that Vorta worked with Fulo, and would almost certainly be able to identify her if they spent more than a few minutes together. So Fulo avoided the Vorta as much as possible, and when she finally had her chance, she killed him. And you can prove all of this? Yes, of course I can prove it. I'm a Cardassian. I don't just go throwing accusations out about my superior officer unless I can back them up with evidence. Then why... Why did they send someone over here to check my work? An excellent question. And you, of all people. Yeah, I get it. You're still mad at me. Mad at you? I'm not mad at you, Lacerto. I'm livid. You're not just a bad officer or a bad person, though you are absolutely both of those things. You are quite simply a traitor. I know we had our little friendship, and I'm sorry I left you behind, but I had to- You think this is still about our friendship? I haven't considered you a friend for 18 years, not since you turned your back on your own people and abandoned your post. <sighs> you want to know why I did it? Would it make a difference? Probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Alright, so it's 21 years ago. I'm a young, confused girl, living in the rubble of what was once my home. Everyone our age has a story like this. No, everyone our age has a story that starts like this. Just let me tell it, will you? Fine. So there I am, all of 13 years old, sleeping in a pile of actual rubble that was once my actual house, scrounging for food from wherever I can find it, which, as you correctly point out, is an experience common to most Cardassians who lived through the war. I haven't eaten in three days. The entire city's power grid has been out for months. I'm doing my best to keep out of the cold but I'm beginning to wonder if I'll ever know what it's like to feel warm again. That's when I saw her. This heavenly vision of a Bajoran woman charging through the rubble and leading a group of Cardassian freedom fighters towards a group of Dominion soldiers. You saw a Bajoran leading Cardassians? She was petite but powerful. She had short red hair and, well, I only saw her for a minute but I could tell she was all attitude. This woman didn't give a damn about what anyone thought. She was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my life, Emmerich. And she was wearing a Starfleet uniform. 
I learned two things about myself that day. Anyway, from that moment on, I was determined to get off of Cardassia. And, as it happened, the orbital guard was taking any warm body that was even half willing to be there. Which is where you met me. Yeah, but that was never my final destination. I wanted to be in Starfleet. There were a few requirements I needed to secure to make that happen. One was I needed to find a sponsor. I'm not exactly proud of how I made that happen, but check. And I had to be... Well, as I'm sure you know, I abandoned my post three days after my 16th birthday. You want to guess at how old you have to be to enlist in Starfleet? Come on, I'll give you three guesses. Alright. Alright, I understand now. And it's all very touching. But none of that excuses the fact that you abandoned Cardassia in its moment of need. In its moment of need? The orbital guard was nothing. That glorified border patrol was the only military the Federation and the Klingons let us have after the war. And rightfully so. Listen, Lacerto. I appreciate you attempting to clear the air over this thing we've had hanging between us for the better part of two decades. And even I'm not too short-sighted to admit that you're doing something exceptionally, and might I add uncharacteristically, brave by coming over here. But this doesn't change anything between us. I think I can live with that. Alright, what's our next move then? Well, you're obviously best suited to a posting in linguistics. Right, to translate for all the aliens you're not meeting? The Legate has them devising coded messages. To what end, and for whose eyes, I have no idea. I want you to see what you can find out. I'll feed you as much intel as I can, as often as I can. Stay quiet, keep to yourself... And don't get spotted. You just described my default setting. Oh, hey, Kutch. Evening, Naomi. Computer, I'll have Tellarite Stout Ale number 164 today, please. Chilled. Uh, I hate that I have to specify to the replicator that I want a cold beer. Well, you know what Captain G would say. Cutch my boy, not every culture has the same norms as yours does. Some cultures enjoy a nice scalding hot beer after a long day. Wow, that's like he's right here in the room with us. <laughs> so, uh, how far did you get? How far? The reading. How far did you get in this week's book? Oh, that. Look, Kutch, I really appreciate that you missed Dell. I miss her too, but reading books together is your thing with her. It's not like you and I don't have other things in common. Well, sure, but she's been gone for almost a month now, and I'm falling way behind in my reading. You can't read books by yourself? I mean, I can, but, but that's only half the fun. The other half is having an intense discussion with someone over what I've just read. And anyway, you you said you'd give it a try. I did say that, yes. And okay, I actually finished the book. See, that wasn't so hard. Yeah, I guess. So? So what? What'd you think? I really enjoyed this one. Lots of cultures write about obsession, but I feel like Klingons have a real flair for it. Yeah, that sounds right. Of course, if Dal were here, the first thing out of her mouth would be... Great, yet another culture's take on the whole Moby Dick thing. 
Oh, uh, I forgot you don't know a lot of fiction. <laughs> uh, did you know that one? I'm familiar with Moby Dick. They made us read that one at the Academy. Oh, right. <laughs> because for some reason, Starfleet captains have a tendency to go all Captain, Captain Ahab. Right, exactly. It's, uh... Not actually a very interesting book, though, is it? Thank you. I'm glad someone finally said it. Or, like, maybe it was on Earth a thousand years ago when it first came out before everyone started constantly referencing it. Right? Seriously, I, I only ever served on Tellarite ships before Endeavor, and somehow people were still constantly talking about Moby Dick. That's life in Starfleet, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, so, so what did you think of the book, this book, the one we're reading together? Not not Moby Dick, which we both hate. I'd really like to emphasize that I am entirely the wrong person for this exercise. You don't have to qualify anything. I know you're a little outside your comfort zone with this, and I appreciate any insights you might have. You sure? Because it seems like you had a good time and I didn't at all. Like even a little bit. Great! Let's hear why you didn't. This is the good part. You sure? Absolutely. Well, okay. I think this might be literally the stupidest thing I've ever read in my entire life. So, okay. The great beast comes down from the stars and slaughters this guy's village. That part I can follow. Their culture is only just past their Bronze Age, and they wouldn't know what to make of a hostile alien. But then there were about 30 pages of him sharpening his spear, and he just leaps into the sky to fight this thing, ignoring the fact that the Klingon homeworld does not have gravity or an atmosphere that would make this even remotely possible without the discovery of rocket propulsion technology technology, which I know for a fact that they did not have at the time that the story was written, ignoring that he soars among the stars wearing this traditional Klingon armor, and that's it? No pressure seals? No head protection? Okay, maybe the famously robust Klingon physiology could withstand pressures of space if it were exposed to it sort of gradually, although probably not, but that still leaves the issue of breathing. He didn't even put on a helmet, Kutch! Okay. So, you make a good point. Really? Which part? That you're entirely the wrong person for this exercise. Good afternoon, linguistics. I have come to inform you that your tireless efforts have not gone unnoticed by the senior leadership aboard the Creval, and I have been authorized to grant you all a rest period of 0.5 working days. You may all feel free to report to the amusement center for social decompression. Not you, Lacerdo. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Status update? Well, first of all, this is the longest I've gone without a date since I left Cardassia. Seventeen women on this deck of the ship, and not one of them seems even remotely interested. You're supposed to be laying low. And apparently that's the only kind of laying I'm doing on this vacation. <sighs> Alright, so, first of all, they do have us working on encryption codes. Fortunately for you, everyone here is extremely terrible at their jobs. Well compared to me. Anytime you'd like to get on with it would be just lovely. I've not only been able to decipher my segment of the code, but also the other segments that are supposed to be worked on independently. Long story short, you were right. 
Fulo is building weapons. To attack the other members of the Nimbus Project? Oh no, it's much worse than that. We've been sending transmissions back to the Alpha Quadrant. Emmerich, I think Fulo's helping to equip some kind of new Cardassian military uprising back home. Also, it turns out you were only partially right about what we get up to down here. We are working on those encryption codes, but there's something else. I think I know what you're going to tell me next, but let's hear it. I'm translating something that's clearly an alien language. And I've at least skimmed all known languages we've encountered in Omega so far. It's none of those. That's what I was afraid of. From what I can tell, they're called the Somri. Fulo set herself up as some kind of god to them, and now she's subjugated them into forced labor to help build these weapons of hers. There is absolutely no question. It's her. We have to bring her down and gull Samar with her. No, not Samar. Samar's just an unfortunate victim of all of this. Like I am. Emmerich, there's absolutely no chance Fulo's pulling off all of this alone. And if the entire crew is being kept as much in the dark as I am, as you apparently are, then there can only be one answer. She's getting help from Gul Samar. I'm telling you, Lacerto, Gul Samar is not a political extremist, and he's absolutely not capable of enslaving an entire species. Okay, so maybe he's not doing any of that directly, but he absolutely knows about it. That's hardly the same thing. It is the same thing. Knowingly abetting a political extremist, or even just ignoring them and letting them continue doing what they're doing, is just as bad. And you know that, because you're putting your career and your life on the line to stop this. We're just going to have to agree to disagree on this point. I assume you're working on a way to get this information to your friends on the Endeavor? Oh please, I had that worked out before we even got here. Captain's Log, Stardate 73964.1. Endeavor continues to discreetly patrol the border between our designated exploration territory and that of the Cardassian counterparts. A recent transmission from Lieutenant Lacerdo has confirmed our worst fears, that the Cardassian war criminal Legate Fulo is aboard the starship Craval. Come in, Naomi. Commander, please sit down and tell me you have some good news. Thank you, sir. Well... I was able to translate the transmission from Dal- uh, 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 uh. From the unnamed field operative who just happened to be using encryption codes known only by Dalaserto. Mm-hmm. That could be a coincidence. Yes, sir. Cap, I'm sure Starfleet wouldn't have sent this operative over to the Creval unless it was absolutely necessary, right? Trust me, Commander. If there was anyone else, and I mean anyone who could have performed this mission, I absolutely would have sent them instead. I don't like putting any of my people at risk, of our people at risk. I know that intellectually, sir, but it helps to hear it out loud. Understood. Now, what do you have for me? Well, Cap, as you know, this briefing was originally supposed to be handled by security, but the tech we're looking at goes far beyond any of the conventional weaponry they're familiar with, so they handed it over to me. It's all extremely advanced, and if I may editorialize for a moment, Cap, very ugly. That would be consistent with the profile of Legate Fulo. Fulo? Is that who we think we're dealing with here, Cap? Oh, did I say that out loud? And you should probably disregard that, Commander. It certainly has Fulo's flair for the genocidal. There's technology here that we've only just received from our new friends here in Omega being repurposed in all sorts of awful ways. The Hassian bomb is particularly gruesome. 
If the Ah saw how their creations were being twisted, it would break their giant hearts. Yeah, mine too, Naomi. From what I can piece together from the operatives' reports, these weapons are being built here in Andromeda with the intention of being shipped back home to the Alpha Quadrant. Uh, Of course that's what she's up to. Sir, permission to- Just say what you need to say and think I'm about done with decorum under the circumstances. Well, Cap, I'm just wondering, if we're sure there's an escaped war criminal in Omega and they're planning something that might endanger more lives, why- Why aren't we charging in to stop them? We'd certainly be within our rights. We absolutely would. And if Commander Zot had her way, we'd already be halfway to this slave encampment of theirs at maximum warp. But as far as we can tell, you probably saw this in the reports, most of the crew of the Creval have no idea what they're even doing over there. We'd be putting all of them at risk, not to mention a certain Starfleet operative in a situation that involves... Well, you said it. Extremely advanced and very ugly weaponry. I kind of assumed the answer was something like that. Which is why I've devised this proposal. Alright, what am I looking at here, Commander? Well, sir, it turns out that they've been extensively researching modified versions of the quantum transporter we use to move things back and forth from the Alpha Quadrant. They're looking at using something that combines this and the Oz Warp Gate technology to, as I said, send this weaponry back home. Okay. Putting aside how absolutely terrifying this research is, the fundamental principles are sound. And in terms of pure research, it's actually quite brilliant. But uh, what does that have to do with the- Sir, with your permission. I can work with engineering on Nimbus Station and, well, sir, we can use this. We can make these horrible, twisted ideas work for us and use them to stop the person who thought it all up in the first place. Commander, that's the sort of irony that I'm sure Dallaserta would appreciate if she ever learned anything about it. But of course she wouldn't because she's not involved in any way with this mission. We'll make a captain of you yet, Wildman. Now get to it. Aye, aye, Cap. Status report. Hello to you too. In case you hadn't noticed, Lacerto, the severity of our situation has been steadily increasing since you arrived. Oh, I noticed. I was trying to diffuse the situation with a little levity. Nah, you know what? You've gone this long without a sense of humor. There's no chance you're going to start developing one at this point. Alright. I heard back from... Well, they identified themselves as Secret Agent Space Ace. So that's gotta be Naomi. There's a lot of science words I didn't understand, but the gist of it is, they've worked out a way to beam the entire crew of the Creval directly off the ship from Nimbus Station. I hate to admit this, but that's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah, I know you hate to admit it. Okay. We have our evidence. We have a way to pull off a bloodless mutiny. The longer we wait, the more entrenched Legate Fiulo is. So what's our endgame here? Well, Well, first of all, please don't ever say end game. It makes you sound like a child. Second, I'm kind of floored you're asking for my input right now. You think I'm happy about that myself? You're my connection to Starfleet, and you're the only other person on this ship who knows what's going on. Don't make this harder than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this obviously needs to be your decision. For a lot of reasons. But... From where I sit, I don't see why you would put this off any longer. The sooner we get things moving, the sooner I can go back home. Or, in a much more likely outcome, die a horrible, fiery death on a ship full of people who hate me. Which, let's be honest, is how I always knew I'd go out. Alright, let's do it. 
Signal your people. Let's get everyone off the ship. Done. What? Seriously? That was too easy. 257 Cardassians are no longer aboard the ship. And, yes, I have confirmation that they're currently in a holding cell on Nimbus, pending... Uh-oh. What? Well, apparently neither Fulo nor Gulsamar is among the Cardassians they recovered. They must have been on the bridge. Why would that make a difference? I forget you've never served aboard a Galar-class starship. The bridge has its own dedicated shields in place, apart from those that protect the rest of the ship. Honestly, I'm amazed that the Cardassian fleet is the only one that thinks the senior bridge crew is deserving of extra protection. Those shields can be taken down, but their default setting is active. So, we managed to get everyone off the ship except the genocidal maniac. Great. We've got to get up there. I know we do. Here, take this and follow me. Just walking down an abandoned corridor with a disruptor rifle. A completely normal thing that I do every normal day. Absolutely no one is going to believe that this happened to me. Especially since I will steadfastly refuse to corroborate your claims. Aw, you are growing a sense of humor after all. Don't get carried away. We're not becoming friends. Alright, this is the door to the bridge. You ready? Don't ask me that, or I might have to give you an honest answer. Right. Here goes. It's empty. Should I be relieved or more scared? Just see if you can secure the helm controls. Uh, are you sure about that? I thought you told me that the decryption algorithm you and your people developed basically gave you the run of this entire ship. Sure, but that doesn't mean I actually know what I'm looking at. Just... Do your best. All right, but... uh... Yes, before you say it, I am painfully aware that your best isn't very good. I'm going to secure the spaces that adjoin the bridge. You keep that disruptor close, in case. In case what? No. You know what? Don't tell me. Oh god, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. I just want to go home. I don't know anything about a... Oh! Hello. You have something? Navigational sensors. I have no idea how to read them, but I definitely recognize the words navigational sensors. Oh, wait. There. That's a picture of the ship. I think I can zoom out if I do this. Oh, this is surprisingly... Uh, uh Uh-oh. Now what? As far as I can tell... The Creval is positioned near what appears to be an extremely large stockpile of weapons, and... Uh, yeah. The facility is in geosynchronous orbit above a moon of the Somri world. So that's where she's keeping everything. Yeah. And I'm no military strategist. A fact I believe I've made more than abundantly clear. But if I had to guess, I'd say that's where she is now. Uh, but behind you! Whoever you are, do not move. I have a disruptor pointed directly at you, and I will not hesitate to use it. Emric, what the hell is going on? Gulsamar, sir. One minute I'm having a nap in my office, and the next... The computer tells me everyone on board is gone, and you're my bridge pointing a disruptor at me. Along with... Is that Lacerto? Gil, are you also pointing a disruptor at me? Nobody's more surprised about this than I am. I can only assume the Legate is performing one of her tests and somehow inadvertently beamed the crew off the Creval. If I could just call over to the... 
Hemrick, I can't help noticing that you haven't lowered that disruptor yet. Gul Samar, by the authority vested in me by the Joint Alpha Quadrant Tribunal for War Crimes, I am escorting you, along with the rest of our crew, to Nimbus Station. I beg your pardon? There are really only two important words in that sentence. War crimes. You're going to be fine, Gull. Fuelo's the only one they really want. It's not like on Cardassia. After you go into custody, you can just tell them the truth. That you didn't know anything about any of this, and you were an unwitting pawn of a genocidal maniac. But I did know about it. Sir? Emmerich, if you truly believe that I allowed Legate Fulo to single-handedly commandeer my ship, my crew, and all of my many resources without being even the slightest bit aware of what she was up to, then your opinion of me is a lot lower than I realized. But... She's a war criminal. She's also my superior officer, and it's not really my place to question her actions. Whether or not I agree with them from a moral standpoint is completely irrelevant. Sir, I'm going to ask you to lower the bridge shields and allow us to be beamed off the Kerval. I'm sure there's a rational explanation for all of this. No, I don't think I will, Emric. Legged Fulo is safe aboard that orbital compound, and if I don't miss my guess, she's already begun to lock a number of very nasty weapons on this ship. I can't confirm... You see that entire row of flashing red lights just below the main display? Press any one of them. Oh. Oh. Yeah, uh... Oh, Emmerich, we have got to go. No, we can't let her get away with this. We can't leave here without Gulsamar. She's extremely fortified over there, Emric. Even if you did leave with me and come back with every friendly ship we know in this galaxy, they wouldn't stand a chance against her. You may now finally be aware of what's going on, but you're in no more of a position to stop it than you ever have been. No, but I am. What are you doing, Lacerto? I don't know if there's an official military term for I'm aiming the pointy end of this ship directly at that weapons facility and I'm preparing to engage at full impulse. It's called ramming, and I mean, if that's what it takes. Bluffing. You're bluffing. Sounds like we got the Legate's attention. Answer it, Gul Samar. Computer, answer hail. Authorization, Samar 9185. The Legate demands that you disengage. I speak Cardassian. I know what she said. You must realize that this plan ends with all four of us dead. Yeah, I, I realize. Warning. Impact in 30 seconds. Gul Samar. Kotan. Please, we don't have to die here. Lower the shields. I'm sure the Federation will show you mercy. Of that I have little doubt. Uh, Emmerich, these shields, they're protected by the same encryption system that locks out the external sensors. I think so. Why? Shields are down. Engage the tr- No! We can't leave her on the- Impact in three, two, one. Captain's Log Supplemental. Gulsamor is in custody with Starfleet Intelligence and is being returned to the Alpha Quadrant to face charges of collaboration and harboring a known war criminal. The Cardassian starship Kraval was lost in the collision with Legate Fulo's orbital armory, as was the armory itself, and presumably, Legate Fulo. Lieutenant Lacerdo has returned to Endeavor to resume her duties. On behalf of Starfleet Intelligence, we'd like to officially thank you both for your efforts in recovering the collaborator, Samar. And, speaking only for myself, I feel like there must have been a way to handle this that didn't result in the death of the primary target of this operation. What can I say? 
Everything I touch falls apart. I tried to warn you before you sent me over there. I beg your pardon, Captain. With all due respect, I've served with a lot of Cardassians in my career. I've stood side by side with some truly great officers, and perhaps some that retroactively are not as great as they once appeared to be. But I've never seen anything as heroic as the actions of Lieutenant Lacerto on the bridge of the Creval. I'm not sure I know anyone else who would have responded with such unflinching bravery in a seemingly hopeless situation, including, and I'd like to make this point extremely clear, myself. I can't help but assume a measure of Cardassian bias here. Are you kidding me? I despise this woman. That's a matter of public record, Captain. I'm saying all of this despite a rather considerable prejudice against Lacerto. And I want, no, I need your official report to reflect this. Lacerto is a bona fide hero. She deserves a damn medal for what she did over there, if not a promotion. And if she is not fully credited for her actions, rest assured that I will have the Cardassian government lodge a formal complaint against Starfleet intelligence. And as a gull, I have the weight to make that complaint stick. Well, I think I have everything I need here. This debriefing is officially closed. Good day to you both. What the hell was that? Did you just defend me? Don't read too much into that. I mean, I appreciate the effort. But you know you're not getting into my pants, right? I like girls. Even you must still be enough of a Cardassian to recognize the importance of accurate record-keeping. I simply wanted to ensure that the records were, indeed, accurate. And anyway, I like boys, remember? Oh, yeah. So, you're finally a gull now. Just what you always wanted. What I always wanted was to receive a promotion from a retiring Gulsamar to assume command of an efficiently run Cardassian ship from my mentor. But he has resigned in disgrace, and my vessel is about as far from Cardassian as possible. I think it's sweet of the Yaw to donate one of their asteroid ships until your team gets back on their feet. Yes, now I'm in charge of a rock. My parents will be so proud. They'll be even prouder to learn you're now rubbing elbows with a bona fide hero. All right, enough. You probably shouldn't tell them we're best friends, though, or you'll have two very hurt Starfleet officers to answer to. But I'd settle for very close acquaintance. We're not. Ooh, while you're here, do you want to get a picture of us together so you can prove you knew me before the medal and the promotion I'm absolutely going to be receiving? <sighs> go to hell, Lacerto. Just go completely to hell, all right? <sighs> Season 1, Episode 8 of Endeavor. Featured Aaron Baston as Captain Masuga, Mark Bosco as Emmerich and the narrator, Brian Lynch as Tavir, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Joseph Ravenson as Captain Gia, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, Jason Wallace as Kutch, and Ron Algarwant as Gull Samar. It was written by Ron Algarwant and Matt Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorn. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive early access to episodes, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2019 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production and all concepts herein are property of CBS and or Paramount. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.